Hello and welcome to our third episode uh, of this series. Today's episode will be talking more about threat-informed defenses. And what does that mean from the offensive part and the defensive part uh, of a cybersecurity operation? And this is what's been labeled um, as the blue team, the defensive team, and the red team as the offensive team. Now, mixing a mellow blue with a strong red, yellow, vibrant purple, what happens if that same palette is combined in the cybersecurity uh, arena? And this is what we'll be explaining in this episode of. First and foremost, purple teaming doesn't replace red teaming or blue teaming. It doesn't do the work of uh, a red team and attack. And it does not as well do the work of a blue team and defend. Rather, purple teaming make them supportive and collaborate and work efficiently together. And this is the purpose and the cohesiveness of uh, a purple team. To achieve that common language, um, I prefer and I will explain moving on later why I take MITRE ATT&CK framework as the standard and pair it with the, the BAS, the Automated Breach and Attack Platform from Attack IQ, the Security Optimization Platform, which is the five-star standard in the industry. Red and blue teams can work together to design the test regime, identify security control errors and gaps, undertake mitigations, retest to validate their security controls. Working together, combined together, uh, provide you that. It provide focus red teaming activities. Blue team possess a deep understanding of the business and its network and architecture. This institutional knowledge is extremely valuable to guide the red team, to provide to the red team and for that team decisions about what type of threat poses and what risk and how it could be mitigated. Blue teams are defenders. They don't think like an adversary. They don't, they don't think like an attacker. While red team is this exactly what they do. This is why they do their job is they simulate uh, an, a, a cyber criminal activities uh, mindset in their work combined together you enhance both teams to understand uh, and have a more robust blue team controls and defenses mechanisms. It's always a better security outcomes. It is not a competition in that traditional sense of a red team is testing the blue team and this is how it works and the blue team defend itself. It's not a competition, it is an outcome uh, activities that both should be participating in and working towards enhancing this, the organization's security posture and not uh, a challenge between these two teams. Now, how uh, to build a purple team? And it is based on four steps, four easy basic steps, but implementing them in the real world is and will be a challenge to do it properly. 
And the first thing is when you want to start building a purple team or that program or that mind mindset is to understand and understand quite clearly uh, it is integrating an adversary mindset requires organization effort but not necessary in adding people to the team it's adapting a threat informed defense approach it is a methodology that you apply and not the other way around so how do you build a team or a purple team so step one is recognize the strength and weakness of each group and that is by digging into each and every team activities understand them know them the red team is the adversarial is are the attackers the blue team are the defenders the key to create a purple team is in your org is to cohesively work the value of both teams for your advantage red team should work with blue team to help them understand unique features and high value assets within the organization while blue team should lean and and learn on the counterparts of understanding the autonomy of an attack step two is cultivate continuous improvement attitude and here you get the approval from the executive team as a security leader you have to facilitate that it's your responsibilities to have that vital part you need to prepare and foster and feed this improved attitude consistently and supportively to the other branches of the cybersecurity operation step three is testing the strategy of a threat informed defense conducting audits current security posture including documenting controls and identifying weaknesses in the infrastructure fourth is foster communication build formal structure feedback loop cycles uh, conclude assessments and this is where um, the combination of how everything works with the threat intelligence, threat hunting, um, basing all that on MITRE is the key. And this is what I explained first, why I prefer MITRE attack framework and attack IQ is because everything has to go and relate to a TTP, tactic, technique and procedures, simulating or mimicking an adversary attack in your environment and this is how we have that threat informed defense this is the only way to do it following this framework and applying these uh, steps so in short purple is threat informed defense giving examples of what benefits a purple team brings to the table what is the existence of that it is a pure threat informed defense how you do it how you manage to have that your thread feeding to repository and you have the intelligence of uh, red teaming happening activities happening it's purely how you build uh, your environment and what works for you uh, i always say there's no generic there's no one size fits all this is how it should be implemented and this is how it should be done
and that should work for you. It depends on each environment dynamics, how they work, how they operate, what they need to add, what they need to remove to make this methodology working for them and enhanced in their environment. And I would like to give an example using the US military that has been the forefront of transitioning from the network defense approach to the threat informed defense. Other organizations should draw real lessons uh, from this experience and learn and follow and implement. The US military cyberspace operation wings um, has operated under the direction of a four-star commander. Tight links between Cybercom, uh, the command center, and NSA created a mutual beneficial intelligence operation. And in, because of that, uh, in 2015, a foreign government hackers broke into the Pentagon network and tried to assess or access secret information, top secret information. And the team that helped repel and fight the attackers and remove them from the environment were part from the cyber mission force team uh, in the cyber command. And they've done that work extremely fast with very high proficiency and professional skills. And when asked, like, what was the lesson learned? One uh, Major General uh, Paul uh, Nakasson was uh, asked, how did that happen? And how your team very quick and efficient? What was the preparation for that? And his answer was very simple, because we focus intensely on understanding our adversaries and how they simulate the attack understanding that gave us the upper hand of knowing their uh, next move and being faster and blocking and cleaning our environment in that way. So this is the example that this do work and this is the way moving forward in, in any operation. Now, given that example, I want to move beyond purple teaming and the red team and the blue team. And to be quite honest, I hate these terminologies, but they are the best way to explain what is offensive and defensive and why we're moving to that uh, threat-informed defense methodology, mentality, and operation work. And it all goes down and drill down to what is the most important cybersecurity readiness. Security controls are composed of people, processes, and technology. With the absence of regular testing against threats, there is no way to ensure that these controls are performing as intended. Untested cybersecurity programs are a risk to your business. If they fail to stop a ransomware attack or any cyber attack, even the most advanced cyber defenses, technologies, tools, platforms, controls can fail due to the technology misconfiguration, gap in capabilities, anything, you name it, can fail. So testing continuously in an automated way is very important. And here we go back to the Attack IQ security optimization platform and its breach and attack simulation based on MITRE framework that it already applied by every security operation and vendor, to be quite honest. So Attack IQ has, is based on MITRE Attack Foundation and the framework of the 
tactics, techniques, and procedures already there. So moving forward, explaining what is the attack kill chain. It is a simple line of seven domains. You have the reconnaissance, weaponization, delivery, exploit, control, execute, maintain. I don't care about all the threat intelligence, about all the activities that you do. Everything is condensed to these activities here. And your understanding and your SOC simulation for defending based on that is what counts. Now, with the MITO, you have the pre-attack and you have the attack enterprise. The pre-attack section is the reconnaissance and weaponization. And this is where a lot of companies and organizations and clients I see not focusing on that part, which is the OSINT part. This is informing and gathering information about the company. This is the adversary ops, we label it, selecting and choosing the target. This comes as part of a law um, finding alerts, usually for a SOC someone scanning the environment, things like that. And when you have a mature uh, operation, you start having threat hunters checking these things out. It is an alert that, okay, they didn't do anything, it's closed, but that goes down to your threat hunting or threat hunters in your environment. They will threat hunt the IPs, the tools that were used, and start building patterns, start getting that maturity, that upper hand of understanding who's hitting your environment. And that goes as well into the MITRE kill chain. And then you go to the medium and high of delivery, exploit, control, execute, maintain in the attack enterprise. They're already there. Now, what can you do? How can you stop them? And the simulation or the patterns of the attack is initial access, execution, persistence, privilege escalation, defense evasion, credential access, discovery, lateral movement, collection, exfiltration, command and control, and impact. Obviously, you heard all these or you hear them every day in a SOC operation because that's exactly what's going on in an in, in operation. You have these tactics and hundreds of techniques and hundreds and hundreds of sub-techniques. I will use an example as well later. How do we make that useful in our environment? How can we use that in our environment? Going back as well with the attack IQ, they have the Vanguard platform solution and they have the attack informed defense architect either to base your purple team to structure everything around that threat informed defense. There are many other tools like uh, art, uh, Atomic, Red Team, Caldera, Cyber Adversary Language and de uh, Detection Engine for Red Team, Pico Security and Vector. There's hundreds of, of tools uh, these days to mimic and do this work and assist you to do that. But I go back to the MITRE framework and attack IQ. These are the standards. This is the gold standard of applying and working with that. They already mapped NIST to the framework. So that's why it's important to uh, utilize and use them, not to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to use one of the latest um, cybersecurity advisories that came from SciStar and 
the FBI, and it is about the Royal Ransomware. So the advisory came investigation between the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Security Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, releasing that joint CSI. Uh, it's good to always follow these advisories and read what's going on and why it is important. And they release exactly what information they have. So we already mentioned in the attack enterprise, what is initial access. In this advisory, they're saying it is a phishing attack, initial access. So you will see that it is a phishing T1566. It will be 001 and 002. And there's another third one, 003. They are sub-techniques. So one is, uh, I think from memory, is attachment. Two is the links in an email. And the third one is uh, through an application. 70% of the attack vector coming from, from this ransomware is via phishing. And they already said it is initial access uh, tactic using technique, which is phishing. And the sub-techniques are the link and the attachment. So here you get exactly what these threat actors are doing, simulating in your environment against this threat against this ransomware is a phishing campaign, the simulation that you do exactly trying to do what the adversaries are trying to implement. The other observation is as well, remote uh, desktop protocols, and they're using a lot of open source softwares for their command and control was the end. They're using Microsoft applications in that environment. And for their lateral movement and persistence, they as well using Microsoft Sys internal PSX. So if you've as well observed these things in your environment, sometimes they are not um, JIT. You have to investigate and not because it is a Microsoft uh, tools, you just ignore it. And then there's exfiltration by using Cobalt Strike, very, very popular tool within the cyber criminals. This is what they do. And the encryption as well, after they do the exfiltration, they steal your data to extort you, put it on the dark web, and then they ransom the environment um, as another way to do it. So the IOCs from this one is .trial, and there's a readme exe text for the ransomware note and there's a lot of ip that you update this is the restructuring in your configuration so this is exactly what is a purple activity in your environment seeing exactly what the adversaries are doing and what you will have is an intelligence that's saying uh, these are the groups that are attacking us in the asia pacific in the us in europe in, in the middle east these are the group that will target you. These are the previous attack pattern. This is that what exactly they're doing in the environment. And that's how we protect against these, uh, these attacks. And that's how we protect our environment. It is a continuous action to have. It's not a one-time thing. Uh, I just wanted to use that CSA, uh, Cybersecurity Joint Advisory, note on the royal ransomware to give it as an example because that would make it really really clear for everyone to understand what we're talking about here all right uh, this is everything thanks for listening as uh, always trying to get really interesting subject to put uh, on here so we'll always be talking about new things thank you and uh, have a good day